0: Hey, Dr. Erin here, teaching universal law and spiritual truth, bringing fun to the shift in La La Land. And I'm thrilled to have our guest today. She is a celebrity fitness expert. She has her MBA and she's a huge influencer on YouTube. She has great videos. And the reason why I just am so excited for this conversation is because I really want to bridge spirituality and the fitness world together. I believe we truly are saying the same thing. And so thank you so much. Thank you so much for today. having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, the intention and why I really wanted to bring you on here is because I know you have a great story. You have a really incredible story okay. around go basically going towards becoming an Olympian and having that entire dream kind of shift and going in a new direction and I'd love to hear that. I want you to tell the audience about that and I also want to know how you got successful because I know people want to know. I want to know. So, for me, um,
1: in a small town, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. And what were the things that were popular for, for kids? They were, they were dancing, there was basketball. So I went out, my, my parents couldn't afford to put me in dance lessons because that was an inexpensive sport. And um, I got cut from the basketball team because I was too small. And I remember my dad saying, well, you were meant to run then because running is free and it doesn't take any coordination, it doesn't take size, you were and so I think my dad's philosophy was always, he was always positive and it doesn't, to this day, it doesn't matter what you go to him with or what, there's always like this positive and so I think that really resonated in my head um, was, okay, so well, there's a reason you can't do that, or there's a reason there's a roadblock for that. So, so now, instead of looking at the roadblock, look at what else is open. There's a, it's forcing you to do something else. So for me, that was running. And I learned the great thing about running is that a time is a time on a track anywhere in the world. So if you are a dancer, if you are a violinist, or if you, all of these things are beautiful, but they're subjective, right? You have to be seen in order to be evaluated running you don't have to be seen a time is on a track anywhere so once I found out about these these things called athletic scholarships I became as anyone who knows me will know I'm laser focused almost obsessively focused when I have my mind on a goal it's like nothing else um, comes in the way to almost obsessiveness so my obsessiveness then became okay so what time do I have to run to get a full athletic scholarship division one full athletic scholarship Oh, and there also has to gift up the grades as well. So I became the running girl. Literally, in my hometown, they still write articles about the running girl uh, because I would run, I started running, there was no organized programming. It's not like the US where there's like, it's a big deal, sports. There was no, nothing organized. I started running before school, all my lunch hours, after school, in the middle of blizzards. I mean, I'm from four hours north of Toronto. It was a blizzard half the year. So I became the running girl. And I did run those times and I, um, I was offered scholarships all over the U.S. Um, my mom actually still has a scrapbook of all the different schools that um, you know that had were recruiting me and so I was on a division one scholarship um, and I went down to Virginia and I quickly started it was a whole different world a caliber of training and I um, I thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Mm. Because this is this is insane. I am not used to this. My body was breaking down. I was so tired. Um, and I think there is when I learned that I did not come all this way to go home and to give up. But how do you get through it when it gets that tough? Mm-hmm. And it, it occurred to me um, in a hotel room one night in the middle of Indiana, and I had to race the next day. And I was under a lot of pressure and I was scared. And I said to our captain, who had been through it for four years, and I said, "How, how do you do this? The amount of pressure, and you know, we're missing school, we're on a bus like, like five days a week." And she said, "You have to either decide you either have to pack up and go home, because you'll never get through it like this, or you have to shut that part of your brain that questions it. You have to shut it off. You have to become machine-like. If you're going to do it, you have to stop." wavering so when you get up in the morning we've trained at, at 6 a.m. which mm-hmm. in college is terrible we train twice a day um, and she's like so when when that alarm goes off at 5:30, it's not oh I'm gonna get up it's boom just go nice, just shut it mm-hmm. off and that in everything else in my life became boom just shut it off mm-hmm. and go and um, long story short I ended up making automatic qualified for Olympic trials while I was still in college and three weeks before um, the Beijing Olympics, I broke my femur um, at the neck, which is where your, uh, your leg meets your, hi- your, your hips. And I was, um, I was on bed rest. I was told I'd never run again or, or walk properly. And that for me was the worst thing and the best thing. Um, at the time, I think you have to go through anything. You go through the motions of, it was an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. no one just anybody that says that just just get back up I think it just feels inauthentic Mm -hmm. it was no I went through I mean within a matter of a week I lost not only the ability to run uh, but I lost my career my US visa my sponsors my team my coach um, the support of anybody everyone I thought was my friends because you go from being like the lead on stage Mm -hmm. almost where everybody just caters to you and you are this racehorse to being nobody Mm -hmm. a failure and I thought, oh my God, to have to go back to my hometown in Canada with a tail between my legs, not having achieved
0: what I wanted, um, sounds worse. Wow. I think a lot of people can relate to having something they thought they were setting out for, and then they switch and whatever. And so I'm just, I love your story because of that. And I want to, and we actually have to take a break right now. But when we come back, what I want to know is how you made that transition and I want to know how you're taking fitness, because you really are an influencer, helping people take spirituality in a sense of fitness. You know, this is a daily spiritual practice for people. They are adamant about their workout and how you're helping people take that into their lives and make a difference today, okay? So when we come back, we're gonna be talking about that, how you can take fitness into your life and make that power decision so that you can get what you want out of your life. We'll be right back. Dr. Aaron here we're back with Amanda Russell hearing her incredible story about overcoming wanting to be an Olympian and having to shift after some trauma after an accident right so my question is you know for people out there that are having to shift their minds something's happened you know something's happened in their life they didn't you know, maybe they haven't met the particular person that they want to meet or maybe they haven't had mm-hmm. the career they want. How do you overcome the mindset that it takes that is going to have you get be that person that wakes up in the morning and says, I'm no longer going to listen to that negative voice in my head. I'm going to have that decision. I'm going to move forward. How did you take that? How did you take that quantum leap?
1: I think um, that's a great question. I think that what happens when we go through or we come to we don't get what we want is we focus on what we wanted that we didn't get versus focusing on it's like focusing on the door that's shut versus when that door shuts you have to look at all the other options. Um, that maybe there's a reason, and I think there's this power in believing that there is a reason, as you mm-hmm. you know more than anyone, that, that there's a bigger universe out there. And it doesn't have to mean you have to believe in certain things, but I really believe that when one door shuts, there's others that open. Um, when I went through, my uh, my injury it was like a death of a part of myself Mm -hmm. because my entire identity was that and I think what I realized and I think with so many people that go through um, at a turning point Mm -hmm. will think is that their, their biggest failure actually strips you of all of your ego and allows you to be back on this playing ground where you can go after something that you wouldn't necessarily have gone after before because you had this ego about you. Mm-hmm. It almost l- allows you to, to then clean slate and be like, okay, what? For me now, you know, running was all about me. It was all about my times, winning, breaking records, but it didn't touch anyone else. And now my career completely shifted. What I learned from that was that this is about so much more than exercise. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to be at the top of your game and that level of confidence
0: is untouchable and when that's stripped of you you become a totally different person Mm -hmm. great point you know we do teach that we teach as far as the universe goes that what we focus on expands and what we don't so i agree that if something happens and we don't get what we want you know we always get what we need which is Awakening to a greater version of ourselves. So I love that you've shifted that. And I know you influenced tons of people through YouTube, through being a professor at UCLA, through all kinds of things. And now I'm dying to know about your hashtag. I've looked and seen you have a hashtag that's 24 hour fitness and you have a hashtag that's also 29029. 29, is that?
1: 29029. 29.
0: Yeah. So tell us about that. Because I know this is a very spiritual adventure, right?
1: Yeah, this is, this is very cool. It's a personification of a lot of things. So I've, I've, uh, I built my entire career off of collaboration. Um, I really believe in that. I used to call it collaboration, um, which is really just this fancy word for now, influencer marketing, which mm-hmm. has become the, the curriculum that I've developed. And I believe that no one is self-made and you um the more that you can partner with people or brands organizations your success becomes so much more exponential and the power of what you can touch is just incredible so one of these people, so a lot of this came from my time in New York. Um, I used to, when I was trying to get back into fitness, I couldn't run. So I developed a lot of non-impact sports, cycling, swimming were, were two of the big ones. And so I used to ride my bike in the park in the morning, at five o'clock AM, five, five thirty. 30. And there was a small group of, um, actually it was it was like, it was a men's team that used to train. And these guys were all um, really established in their own field, but mostly all former athletes as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a very strong correlation to I hate to say two athletes and in business. Um, one of them was the vice chairman of J.P. Morgan, and he actually verbally said many times that he he's like I get accused all the time of of always hiring former college athletes, but there's there's a correlation here. And um, so I got to know these these guys, and one of them, uh, Jesse Itzler, um, incredible. He's known as the 100 mile man. He wrote the book. Um, Training with a uh, living with a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He hired a Navy SEAL to live with him, uh, and, like slept at his kitchen table, sitting up. While he's an entrepreneur, like serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, the, some of the I mean, some of the companies to his name are, you know, incre- incredible. His wife actually um, is an entrepreneur as well, and he what He's a big believer also in this idea of collaboration and and the, the discipline and the commitment of what you go through physically and how that develops ideas and how it develops bonds and collaborations with other mm-hmm. people. So his idea was, l- let me create something myself. And so he wanted to make something that was as physically hard as an Ironman, but mentally tougher. And that would also bring people together. It's like when people go to war, they bond. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was some, this is something that you, it's almost impossible to actually train for, for the, all of us that were invited to this. So we're all gonna have to sort of go through it together and see the ideas that
0: come from it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So so basically it's because what we teach is that spiritually we're meant to work together we're meant to synergize and what you're saying yes, is I, that being an influencer and you teach influencing that's what you teach at ucla that's what your book is coming out about mm-hmm. it's all about influencers and we know this is huge out there everyone wants to be an influencer it's and a hot topic it's to a hot, the under, hot topic. misunderstood yes, yeah yes and i completely agree that we have to collaborate that it's you know that's why we have interviews. That's why we synergize. That's why it's a network here. This is a yes, marketing right completely, here. completely, 100%. And so tell us about the actual event that you're So guys the actual do. event
1: is, so he rented the mountain of Stratton in Vermont. And it is the steepest, one of the steepest mountains in North America in the shortest period of time. So it's super athletically challenging in that it's not a long Everest type. It's like you, you got to like suck wind and get up it. But we simulated Everest in that Everest is 29,000, 29 feet. So we have to go up at twenty seventeen times. Okay, got it. And so we camp overnight and whatnot. And you have to go up at seventeen times as fast as you can. And then um, part of it, will be venture capitalists there. They have a lot of it. it's mostly luxury brand brands that are um, all sponsoring it, mm-hmm. and they want to get involved in the ideas or whatever we are, whatever the people that were invited are working on. Whatever we're working on something or we have an idea about something, mm-hmm. how can we support that? How mm-hmm. can we how can we make whatever you're doing bigger? How can we change the world? And like Steve. Job said it's people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world or the ones that yeah, actually do. Completely. And if there's any definition of that, and the people that he invited, I mean, this roster. So I um, I work with 24 Hour Fitness, mm-hmm. they're a partner of mine. And I, they have a new CEO who is another crazy Jesse Itzler type. He runs bikes and swims every morning before work mm-hmm. at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so I um, called him and was like, I'm going to do this. Do you want to be my teammate mm. and do you like we should let's do this documentary and he no i said let's do this and he said let i'm not only let's do this let's do this as a documentary
0: oh wow and oh, great yay yes. yes. i'm so, so excited we are, to so
1: we've been virtually training so that's why mm-hmm. we've been hashtag because so 24 hours is sort of putting the campaign together but whether he's in you know dallas or he's he's
0: right now mm-hmm. traveling the country to every single location great so we're doing that great so we've got to take another break but i am so i'm I'm so excited because not only going to be doing uh Collaboration influencer event, but I want to watch every single thing. I think people should really watch you to see how people network, how they influence, how they come together with brands, how that works. And so you're so much more than a fitness expert. You're like this, you're like this all encompassing thing you. of of this amazing, incredible dynamic woman. I really feel that. I really do. I thank think you me. have the ability from to coming it. from one herself. Yeah, so yeah. Thank yeah. You. So when we come back, I want to ask you a few things. I want to ask, I want to get a little deep. I wanna talk about eating disorders because I think being fit in fitness, how do we deal with that? How do we become influencers that are positive, that are not promoting you know, a negative aspect of fitness? And I also wanna get into the, the details of what you eat and how you work out every day because I think people probably really wanna know that. Okay, so stay tuned, you guys. We'll be right back. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> We're back with Amanda Russell. I'm so excited for your documentary coming out, but I wanna get to the juicy stuff. I wanna know the details that people probably are watching saying, I wanna know what does she eat and how much does she work out? I wanna know the details about that first, and then I wanna get into kind of a deeper conversation so i um i get that question a lot
1: Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty actually of of the internet is that the audience will tell you in real time what they want and you can respond so you build the audience first and then you can you can then exactly know what it is that they want and listen to them so those were two of the biggest questions so i used youtube to then build an um, a website that has everything that it has my entire workout program it has um, short ones long ones nutrition plans depending on what your goals are um, i think it's very subjective i don't think it's a one-size-fits-all you have to find out what works for you and that's part of the program the subscription model that we walk them into is depends on which phase you're in Mm and and we will after you fill out a health history questionnaire you then are, are put into the correct phase and based on your goals and your lifestyle but then while well, you might come into it as okay I need to lose 15 pounds or I need to you know tone up what you end up realizing is you're getting an education on your body and that is what athletes you know they, they know their body like a science right mm-hmm. and so my goal is putting people through this that by the time they get to phase three they're so self-sufficient that they know they're, they know what works for them so mm-hmm. what works for me is not going to work for you but the first phase is okay this is what I do now let's see where we make, start making the changes. Um, I am not a strict, I'm not into juicing. I don't know if you've seen, I, I've just recorded a video recently. I um, I don't juice, I don't like kale. I sometimes li- <laughs> I like birthday cake, I like to drink wine. <laughs> and I think that's part of, and that's not for everybody, but that's part of life. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. that's my balance. And I think there is a,
0: a misconception about balance being rigidity. Okay, great. So that's where I want to go. And at the end, don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure you get all the places to go to check out what she eats on on a daily basis. But so speaking of that cake and having some wine yeah. and whatever it is, right? So we have, according to, uh, let's see, I think it's NADA. Is that correct? I want to make sure. Sorry. A-N-A-D. I want to get that correct. There's 50 million people in America that have eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And so being a you know, celebrity fitness expert, how do you, as an influencer, you know, because some people would look at you and they'd say, oh, she looks like she has an eating disorder. She's pretty they thin, do. right? So how do you deal with that? From a spiritual space saying, I don't want to influence somebody negatively. How do you take responsibility to make sure that you're coming from a, a mindful space whatever? You touched a cord. That's a really great question. Um, I got into running
1: as a little girl because I was always very, very tiny, almost like like to the point where my mom, when as a little girl brought me to the doctor and was like, why won't this kid grow? But that ended up becoming my tool. I became a distance runner because of my body type. Mm-hmm. When I started doing YouTube videos, which is very different than running uh, as a competitive athlete, I started getting, as, as fast as the channel was growing and the people just, I mean, the audience, maybe it was a car crash, but it grew so fast, so quickly, and they became so loyal and engaged the audience. But alongside that were all the hate comments. Yeah. And I got I got diagnosed from people from all over the world anonymously, anorexia, bulimia, this girl should not be talking about health and fitness, she's clearly anorexic, she has a disease. Um, and it was, I remember like um, almost shutting down over it. Mm-hmm. And and then I decided, I was like, I don't even want to be, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want, I don't want this kind of feedback. And I stopped, I did, I stopped for a little while, which was which was probably the, the worst thing I could have done mm-hmm. because it allows them to win. And so then I decided, why would I do that? I need to own this. And so I actually did a video called, why are you so skinny? And that's how I came back and, um, the point though is not whether or not, so for me, I that was my tool was that I was small. But even even if somebody does have a problem, everybody has their thing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no hierarchy of struggle. So you never know what's going on with somebody. So to accuse them and these hate comments and, and to to judge people based on what they look like, there are fitness people out there that get accused of. Why are you talking about fitness? You're clearly too soft. We don't want to look like mm-hmm. you're. You're too big for that. Your fitness program is not working. Um, so I think you have. You know, there there needs to be. It comes from the head and the mind,
0: not the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I struggled with bulimia from the time I was 17 to 20, and it was a living hell. It is. And um, I never dealt with anorexia, so I never was one of those people that worked out fanatically or anything like that. So for me, actually working out helps me. It's like a, it is like a daily spiritual practice in that yes. it makes, like it regulates a lot of the hormones and energy, and so then I can eat a little bit more without, you know, freaking out or whatever it is interesting yeah But there's a fine line it's
1: interesting you say that because there's a fine line because exercise is a form of becomes a form of bulimia for a lot of anorexics Mm -hmm. and I think the the the, at the root of it it's a head thing so we need to project that while we might come to fitness or come to nutrition for an aesthetic reason there. If you are, and this is what we try to do, is teaching people that this is about so much more than exercise. This is about so much more than what you look like or those skinny jeans you fit into. This is about how you feel, and that I has this agree more. right, this yeah. positive mm-hmm. rippling
0: effect mm-hmm. on every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely. And you know, a lot of spiritual people, they don't focus on some physical and I believe it needs to be all three and I love yoga has been a great uh, spiritual practice because I believe the body the body has to hold the energy you know it has to if you're doing a lot of spiritual work mm-hmm. you've got to be able to you know maintain a lot of energy flowing through your body and if you don't deal with the body it's it, it doesn't end well. <laughs> yes yeah right. so on that note i want to you know because we only have like a couple more minutes and i want to just first of all just acknowledge that you're having influence in many ways and especially the influencing way because i believe that is really the future and i believe that spiritually we are all supposed to collaborate and so thank goodness for social media for having it demand us to come together right
1: it does yeah. and i think that what you said about social media is an important point because it gets a lot of flack for being negative body human, negative self image. It's not the technology that's negative. It's we are humans, we're the ones in charge of it. We need to, to narrate that conversation. We need to be in front of it. And I think there needs to be a shift. And I think people like you that have these shows that are out in the media, we have the power to change that and to steer that. And it, we can make that a movement.
0: Completely, I can completely agree. So how can they find you to watch the 24-hour fitness 29-029, and then how do they find you online for your programs and for all that good stuff? Great, so um, we um, if you look at hashtag 29-029, um,
1: and you can on Instagram or Facebook, you'll find that. And then um, Fitness Plans is called Fit, the website is called FitStrongAndSexy.com. Mm-hmm. My YouTube channel is just my name. Uh, if you want to learn about influence and the book that we uh, that I'm writing, I'm actually co-writing it with um, another professor at USC. It's called TheInfluencerCo.com. -hmm. And um, the curriculum is there. Uh, We're we're developing an. We're actually taking the curriculum from UCLA we developed and putting it as an. Or I I should say, that's what I'm working on right now is creating that as an online platform. Well,
0: there won't just be influencer marketing, but there'll be other courses Mm -hmm. as well as we build it out. Great. So looking forward to it. And uh, just thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that there's an influencer in you. I know that there's the perfect daily spiritual practice of fitness that fits your life to live your greatest life. So, on that note, live your truth. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron, for having Yeah, me. Thank you.